Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. My name is Heidi St. John. I'm the founder of TheBusyMom.com and your host over here at the Busy Mom Podcast. I am also joined by my friend and co-host, Dorinda Wilson. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dorinda. Hey. How's it going? Great. We're going to talk about something that you love to talk about, I hear, today. (laughs) Are you mocking me? (laughs) No. Why would I ever do that? I would never do that on purpose. <laughs> uh, I have for some time kind of wanted to, to talk about this on the podcast, and I, I just keep forgetting, and mm-hmm. uh, it keeps getting bumped to the back burner. Uh, but we're really in the in the swing of things now. Right. School's in, in full gear. It, this is kind of off-season for me, mm-hmm. uh, for, for my travel season, and I'm currently writing a book right now. And this is the time of year when I like to settle in and really read out loud to our kids. Mm-hmm. And people ask me about it when I'm on the road, kind of, you know, what do we, some of the habits that we have as a, as a, you know, some of the things that sort of define our family. And one of them is that we read out loud to our kids mm-hmm. and have for many, many years, we've read dozens and dozens of great stories to our kids. And we're going to link back to a bunch of them today. Uh, some of, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give you uh, some of my favorites too. Um, but we want to talk about the benefits of reading out loud to your kids. And right. uh, one of the things that I have enjoyed uh, over the years is, is the sense of community that fosters in our kids, particularly when we're reading books about things of eternal significance. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge fan of missionary stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love all of the YWAM missionary stories. We have read not nearly all of them because there's a bazillion of them now, uh, but quite a few, right. dozens at least. And uh, I'll tell you, they leave an impression on our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, when our oldest daughter, Savannah, graduated from high school, that that um, the following Mother's Day, she gave me probably what is my favorite um, Mother's Day present ever. And it's a picture that was written uh, or painted. I guess you don't write pictures. She painted, <laughs> he painted, I can't even talk today. <laughs> uh, Don Richardson, who's the author of a book called Peace Child. You should write that down if you've got a boy in your house who's at least mm. 10 years old mm-hmm. or a girl for that matter. Our daughters, obviously, our daughter gave this to me, love this book also, but he was a missionary to the Multalone Indians. And he painted a picture called Mealtime Beckons to Home. And it's just a scene of a hillside on Papua New Guinea. And there are huts. And mm-hmm. out of the huts are um, the smoke, the wood fires, the dinner is being prepared. Right. And so the, the children know that it's mealtime because the smoke that's coming out of the, those little uh, grass huts beckoning them home. And mm-hmm. so when she gave that to me, it came with a card. And the card just said that her of all of her memories of homeschooling, her favorite one was sitting around reading oh, that's great. with us. And those stories have been kind of life-changing mm-hmm. uh, for the kids. And so um, we've been kind of looking up some benefits of reading out loud. And I know mm-hmm. that you found a couple, and I have a couple I from did. just um, that I've experienced myself. What are you, what are you finding? Well, I'm finding that uh, reading aloud helps children acquire early language skills, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it also really builds the vocabulary. Yes. Because they hear words that they wouldn't maybe hear in a regular conversation. Especially if you're reading Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and I don't know that that's the kind of vocabulary you necessarily say, want. We just took a bunny trail. No, it's not really because, you know what, it, there's a rhythm to his. That's to, true. There is a rhythm to his writing. And all of our kids, believe it or not, have beca- they're, they're like poets. They mm. love to do poets. My son does what he loves to oh, do. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've heard You them. know this about my family. <laughs> Yes, too much Dr. Seuss and not love. enough missionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it also, um, another point was that reading aloud helps children develop positive association associations mm-hmm. with books and reading. And yes. I think in this day and age with all the computer work, you Ooh, know, yeah. schoolwork and everything, all everything seems like mm-hmm. is, is done on the computer. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome mm-hmm. to have them um, kind of connect with, mm-hmm. you know, 
the hard copy of yeah, a book. That's exactly right. And statistics say that children whose parents read to them tend to become better readers themselves. That's right. They perform better in school. And that's just according to the National Center for Education Statistics. So I think that the the studies on this are in. Right. You know, um, that whether you homeschool your kids or whether they go to traditional school, uh, children whose parents read to them are better readers and they just perform better in school. That's right. Well, and the, the last thing I was going to say is uh, it says here reading aloud gives children the opportunity to practice listening, Ooh, yeah. which I think, you know, maybe that's what causes the grief when you uh-huh. do try to read sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think, have you found it to be a battle sometimes? Yeah, when you, it I is. mean, like, it you, depends on what we're reading. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're reading something that is, uh, not interesting to the kids, right. then it will be. Well, maybe, do you remember when they were little? Was it when, more of a challenge? Um, you know, it hasn't really been as much of a challenge for me because I love to read so much mm. that I am excited to read. So right. like you've been watching uh, Sailor, our mm-hmm. little almost five-year-old. Mm-hmm. I just read all the Madeline books to her. Right. And that child, can she knows, like she's memorized now the first two pages of every Madeline story, right. you know. Right, Um, And, and, all, and a small house and parasol covered in vines, you know, right. 12 little girls in two straight lines. The smallest one was Madeline. And she loves it. And so for her... Um, that is sort of our bedtime ritual. It's what right. um, what we do uh, during school. In fact, we were studying. We're doing five in a row this year, so mm. which is one of the reasons why we're reading Madeline. And right. so she was coloring the picture of the Eiffel Tower. That's why, mm-hmm. because Madeline lives, lives in Paris. And then, of course, uh, the the bombings happened um, several days later. But it was cool to see her be able to point that out on a right. map. And you can use so many things. Um, with your children through a book. So mm-hmm. a simple a little child story like mm-hmm. Madeline, mm-hmm. you can then go over to the map right? and you can say, this is where Madeline lives. Right. This is the country. And that's what I did. Right. This is the country of France. So I don't know if you can see it, Dorinda, but I, we circled it over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, the you other day it. on the map because I was showing it to Sailor and I turned around for just a minute. I don't even see it over there. But she she went and she got a boot from her little, um, one of her little baby dolls. So mm. not like the size of a Barbie doll boot, but a, a little bit bigger, probably mm-hmm. three times the size mm-hmm. of a Barbie shoe. And she taped it to the country of France. And I came <laughs> back in, I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, well, um, I'm just showing that you can walk to Francis. I said, honey, it's France and you can't walk there. <laughs> From where we are, you'd have to take a boat. So I showed her where we live over here. Mm-hmm. And this is the Atlantic Ocean. She goes, well, I'm not talking about walking from there. I'm talking about walking from here. And she puts her finger on Russia, and I'm like, <laughs> still a little bit of a walk, but yes, land masses <laughs> are along. Technically, yes, you could. You could do that. <laughs> My point is, um, she loves to read, loves to be read to. All of our kids do. And one of the things that we've done over the years is find books that are interesting to them. Right. And I find them by reading something that's interesting to me and right. then making it interesting to them. Well, and I'm what I'm hearing you say, and I've had this experience too, is when you when you have when you do this, you end up in conversations you wouldn't normally have. Absolutely. Like you were able to point all that out to her because yeah. there was this progression of conversation that happened. And yes. I've had that experience with our kids and our youngest is eleven, so our kids are kind of like starting to really get out of that read out mm-hmm. loud phase, but I still make Chronicles them do it. Yeah, read the Chronicles oh, we of did. We did read that. Man, we did go I'll through that series. What, we've gone through them a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, the missionary stories, you're mm-hmm. never, they'll never outgrow that. When our, all the way through high school. Um, I still I still kids. read to them, but it's more challenging because they're yeah. all boys, teenage yes, boys, finding yes. something that's interesting Praise to them. the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still doing it. And yeah. the 11-year-old, um, who is also a boy, um, I 
every night before bed, we do the same thing. We do mm-hmm. just maybe 10 or 15 minutes of just reading um, maybe one of those little biographies on George Washington. That's yes. how I'm getting his um, yep, history. history in, mm-hmm. just in little bits at a time. And he is completely engaged, which this kid has issues with attention Oh, yeah. You know, deficit Mm -hmm, and that kind of thing. mm -hmm. So it's a challenge to get him to pay attention. But when we sit and read in the evening, I have his full attention. Mm -hmm. Well, and and once you have their attention, like you said, it really can transition into other things. Right. Um, And so I'm always telling parents, look for things that you know are going to have, if you can, that they're going to have eternal significance or they're going to have such good moral Mm -hmm. um, character building stories in them that they stay with your child for the rest of their life. So for example, anything written by James Harriet. Mm. Um, for those of you who have never heard of him, he wrote a book called Every Living Thing. I have um, James Harriet's Treasure Treasury for Children. But he was a vet who lived right. in England. I read his whole series. Yes. And he those stories are so heartwarming and funny. And our they kids are. will sit on the edge of their seat. And even the boys mm. will sit still and listen. Because it's just he tells the story in such a way that you're waiting. You know, like, what's that what's goat going to do now? Is it going to poop out the bubble gum? You know, what's, what's it going to do? And it's kind of fun. Uh, kind of fun to do those kinds of things. One of the other books, um, every year at, uh, during the fall, I I have a um a book of poems and I wish I could see it. Oh, it's right there. I find it's a treasury of poetry <laughs> for young people. I can actually see it from here. Uh, one of my favorite books, that thing is so beat up because mm. it has poems in it for the seasons. And mm. so I use that to have my kids practice their handwriting. We read it out loud. It's given them kind of a, a good appreciation for the language because right. it's, you know, it's um Robert Frost. It's a little and, bit different than what we would yeah, normally speak. Yes. And Robert Louis Stevenson and mm-hmm. some of the, some of the greats um, are in there. A couple of things that come to mind uh, um, that aren't necessarily um, like the don't wouldn't fall into that category. But if your kids are younger, would be My Father's Dragon. Did you mm. ever read that no. to your kids? Those no, are fantastic series. My Father's Dragon. There's a uh, three or four books in that series, and our kids. I heard about them when Savannah was in public school, so she would have been in second grade when I heard about My Father's Dragon, and I read those books, the entire series to our kids. The Dragons of Blue Land, all of those stories. Wonderful, wonderful um, bedtime stories for your kids. Anything that has a little bear attached to it, (laughs) great for little kids. Um, There's a book called Red Sails to Capri Mm -hmm. about a young boy who uh, finds out that there's buried treasure Mm -hmm. in an island off of Italy. And so he sails. And so we looked up Capri on the map and we found out this beautiful, just like the book describes it, beautiful crystal clear water. And uh, the kids would, you know, that led to kind of a, you know, study of the map and those kind of things. So um, one of the the places that I go, and this is important because you can, uh, there's a lot of books out there that frankly, your kids don't need to be reading. Right. And, you, you know, you can go to the library and the library will have, you know, sections for teenagers and sections for young adults. And, and we I probably have, wouldn't recommend most yes, of the books I on the shelf. I have come to believe that they just, I don't, I don't take anybody's word for it anymore. There's a book called The Inside of a Dog uh, that is a book list and it's from Mark Twain. <laughs> it's a quote from Mark Twain. Uh, but my friend Eli and his uh, two friends of his wrote this book, The Inside of a Dog. It's a book list and they're uh-huh. one and you can get it for free. Wow. Um, and I will actually link to it. Um, and I think it's a Mark Twain quote. Uh, and my friend who is, um, you know, loves to read is sort mm-hmm. of a brainiac. Right. Uh, did this list. And you can go to his, uh, you can go to actually to Exodus Books or ExodusProvisions.com. You can find the inside of a dog book list. It's free. Okay. So it's, it's uh, outside of a dog. A book is man's best friend. 
inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was his sort of inspiration for making this book list. Mm -hmm. Also, Honey for a Child's Heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've got a couple other uh, great book lists that I will uh, will link to in the show notes today mm-hmm. so that uh, you can have access to them. And then really just take some time and read with your kids. You will not regret it. We'll give you all those information in show notes. Don't forget that The Busy Mom has a, uh, a conference coming up, right? February, February 26th and 27th in, in Vancouver. Vancouver. So mm-hmm. if you're anywhere near uh, the Pacific Northwest, we would love, even if you're not, we'd love for you to come. You can fly into the Portland that's airport. Right. We'll come get you. You will come get you. It's going to mm-hmm. be a weekend that you will not forget. If you've got any questions or there's a, uh, a podcast idea, please shoot that to us in an email. You mm-hmm. can do that by going to podcast at the busy mom. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at the busy mom.com.